Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Living Waters Flowing. I am Nina Menace. As always, it's a pleasure to be before you. Today it is October the 30th, and it's on a beautiful Sunday afternoon here in Orlando, Florida. I'm so grateful to each and every one of you who returned to listen to my podcast and just to hear what God has to say. And I I can't thank you enough. I can't thank enough my my Facebook group, uh, Queens of God. You all are so amazing. The um, the bond that we're building together on um, through the group is felt, and I thank God for each and every one of you. Also, those who are tuning in for the first time, welcome, welcome home. Hopefully, you will enjoy the podcast today and feel free to go through my other podcasts. Um, I went through my podcast looking through and oh my gosh, I cannot believe I have so many podcasts. I said, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And it just amazes me that none of them overlap each other. I don't, I'm not speaking on the same thing in one or two podcasts. Everything is fresh and new. And I thank God for that. I I really, really do. That lets me know that it's all about him and it's all his doing. And I pray that you experience God in whatever way he sees fit through these podcasts. And that's for each and every one of you. I love you. So let's go ahead and start in prayer. Father God, we thank you. We praise your holy name. We lift you high because you alone are worthy to be lifted. You alone deserve every one of our praise, every one of our glory to God. It all belongs to you. I thank you, Lord, because you have been so faithful. You've been so kind to each and every one of us. And Lord, I thank you today that you are releasing words of encouragement to your people. I'm asking, Lord, that you would touch, heal, and deliver, that you would speak directly, give rhema words to those who need it today. And Lord, I completely decrease, and I ask that you increase and overflow out of me, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. So you all, today, I don't have anything written down. Nothing written down that the Lord has instructed me to write down and speak to you all. All he said to me was, encourage my people. And he gave me a scripture. So let's go there now. And that is Philippians 1 and 6. Philippians 1 and 6. And I'm going to be reading this out of the NIV version, and then I'm going to read it out in the Amplified version. So the NIV version reads, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. And then now we're going to read it in the Amplified version. And it says, I am convinced and confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. 
Amen. Let's give God praise for his word. For his word is just, it, it brings life. It brings it brings you to a whole new level in your in your mind, in your thinking. It, it puts your mind off of what we see on the day-to-day basis. We see so much on the news and we see so much happening in our lives and in the lives of others around us. And sometimes we get caught up in that. We get caught up in the economy and what's going on with that. We get caught up in the politics and who's in office and who's running and who's in the in the lead in the midterm elections, because that's what we're facing now. Who is going to make a better leader over the people? Um, the different crime and different things that's going on all across the United States. And a lot of times we get all tangled and twisted in that. Um, what's going on with our job and the changes that are happening and and um, what we're going to do and how we're going to do it and and needing that wisdom and knowledge on how to handle things at the job and um, maybe it's some people that we've crossed and they're getting on our nerves or testing our patience and we we tend to carry that around with us and uh, sometimes our family you know what's going on in the lives of our children and sometimes we carry that around in our heart because we want to solve the problem we want to make the pain or the problem go away and sometimes we can't um, sometimes we are missing uh, loved ones who have passed on and we have been dealing with that in our hearts so it's it's a variety of things y'all that our heart is, is so wrapped up in and God wants to encourage us and let us know that wait a minute, wait a minute I'm still called you I've still chosen you he's still speaking through Paul to us saying that what I began in you I plan on finishing it it doesn't matter what you're going through in your finances it doesn't matter what you're going through in your health it doesn't matter what you're going through with uh, in relationships. It doesn't matter what's going on on your job or in your business. It doesn't matter what is going on. If you're you're dealing with depression, if you're dealing with with different things that's going on in your emotions, um, God wants you to know that in spite of all of that, He wants you to put your focus on the fact that He has called you. For some, he has chosen you, and this work still awaits, and he knows that he's already began it in you. He's already imparted everything that you need to carry out the work of the Lord, to carry out and be that light in darkness in this time, because it is, if you look around, it's a lot of darkness around us, right? We got a lot of um, really unusual situations and and circumstances that's popping up and people are are losing their lives in in accidents and things that we've never experienced before but God in his infinite infinite wisdom has completely surrounded you with angels has ordered your steps away from danger, seen and unseen, 
there's nothing that that goes on that's by mistake. Even when we're stuck in that traffic and we don't know why we're stuck in this traffic all this long, it's because maybe God's grace and mercy was keeping you from something. Maybe it's in a relationship where we feel like we can't connect with this person and we're trying to understand why. Maybe it's because God is protecting you from something, from something within them. God sees the heart. God looks on the, I mean, man looks on the appearance, but God sees the heart. Maybe it's an opportunity, a business opportunity, a job opportunity, um, even an opportunity to express your gifts and talents in an area. And that door was closed to you. And you're like, God, why? What happened? I'm perfect for this. Why would they not pick me? Why would they not choose me? God has bigger and better in store for you. And it all ties back into the work that he has created for you to do. What What is it, Jeremiah 29 and 11? I know the plans that I have for you. That's what he's talking about here. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. See, this is what he's talking about here. He has something much bigger in store for you. If we knew even half of what God has in store for us, we would not be worrying about half the things that we do. Now, that's serious. That's that's real. We would not worry about the day-to-day things like we do. Even though some things is worth our concern, But even those concerns, God says what in his word? Cast your cares upon me because I care for you. He knows what we're facing. He knows the trials and tribulations that we're in. He knows the people that have uh, risen up against us. He knows the battles that we face in our mind and in our heart and and the the financial um, entanglements that we find ourselves in and we can't seem to pull it all together. God has plans. And sometimes some of these things that we go through is God allowing it to happen so that we can seek him. Hear me. Seek him so that he can talk to us about our next steps. Some areas or some things happen to us because maybe there is a season in our life that has come to an end. Maybe there's a season in our life with a business, with a relationship, with a company, with um, with our living situation. Maybe it's meant for us to move to another city, another state, another country. And just like with, I believe that was Elijah, where the brook dried up and the birds stopped bringing him um, him food. And all of a sudden, everything just kind of started drying up around him. It was because God was trying to get his attention that it was time to transition. It's time to move. It's time to step into that good work that he has called you to. Oh, God, so many of us are so gifted and so talented. We have so much to offer this world. We have so much to offer this all around the the nation. And God is wanting us to switch our focus off of the day-to-day mundane 
things and he wants us to switch it over to the good work that he has in store. And it's all wrapped up in your gifts, your talents. If you're a writer, then the abundance and the blessings that he has in store for you is going to come through you walking that gift out. Maybe some of you are are artists. Maybe you're musicians. Maybe you're singer. Maybe you're songwriter as well. Maybe he is drying up some brooks so that you can step into the ocean of possibilities that is given to you because of your gifts. Maybe it's an area that he wants you to step into so that you will be seen by the people that he has given you favor with. Let me repeat that. Sometimes God wants to move you, transition you, shift you into a place where you can meet the people that he has given you favor with to work out these good works that he has given you to do. Amen? I don't know who this is for, and it could be for all of us. But God has bigger and better in store for you. These good works that he's talking about in Philippians 1 and 6, these are not just little cute uh, little things to do. These are things that's going to make an impact on the world, whether big or small. Whether big or small, whether you're standing on world stages or whether you're standing in your neighborhood, whether you're working for the community, serving in some kind of way, shape or form, whether you are um, working in um, in charities, helping the homeless or whether you're standing on stages all across the nation, encouraging and, and singing or um, playing your music or writing your books so that it will be published and it'll be seen any and everywhere so that it will get the attention and grab the hearts of those who read your words, that they will be changed. Amen. Wow. I know I'm talking to myself on this. one. (laughs) Okay, God, do your thing. So God often makes us uncomfortable when we are sitting in a place that no longer serves us, that no longer serves the purpose of God for your life. And so when he says, when he has begun a good work in you, the next thing he says is, in the um, Amplified Version, it says, he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it. So that means that God has plans not only just to get you from point A to point B in your gifts and talents and doing the things that he has for you to do, but he is going to perfect it along the way. Like if you notice, there are a lot of people, a lot of artists, um, and I don't know why I'm staying on this, artists, musicians, um, those who are gifted to create in any way, shape, or form. Many of us are creators. Many of us are. And 
whatever it is that he's gifted and, 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 um, put inside of you to release to the world, he wants to perfect it. And the only way that he can perfect it is by you continuing to walk in it. It's by you continually working that thing. Okay. Continuing to, um, do your research to, um, to study. Sometimes the Lord wants you to go in and, and take up some classes or even go back to college to get perfected in your knowledge base and in your wisdom of that. So that when you present, when you uh, continue to present it to the world and it gets better and better and better, it's going to reach those in, in the places that need to see and hear it that can elevate you, that can expose your gifts and talents to the world, to more and more people. See, God wants us to always be going higher, going further, doing more. He wants our gifts and talents to make an impact on more and more people so that he will get get the glory for it that he will get the praise, he will get the honor, he will be thanked because of what you do, because of what you say, because of what you write, because of what you've created. Where somebody will say, oh, I thank God for this person. I thank God for their gift. I thank God that they wrote that book. I thank God that they sung that song. It has changed my life. I thank God for them building this business. I thank God for them being here to to pray and for them being here to serve. I thank God for this person. See, that's what it's all about is giving and bringing God glory and honor. Amen. So God is saying he wants to continue to perfect it. So he can't perfect anything that we're not walking in. Like, I'm going to use myself as an example. I was ordained a minister years ago, three separate times. And, but I didn't continue to walk in that. I have moved a few times. I got caught up in working and and trying to do other little things and serving in other ways, but I never continued in my preaching and teaching, never continued in studies towards that. I never did. However, when God called me to do a podcast, I know that it is for his glory. And also he is preparing me to go further, to do more, to do greater, to have a greater impact in the world for his glory. Can you say that with me? For his glory. Let's say it again. For his glory. (laughs) So I know that this podcast is more than just me sitting down talking to you. And, and me sitting down studying with God and him giving me what to say and me releasing the words to you is much bigger than that. God has something else in store for me and he will use 
your obedience to walk in the area that you're in and he will begin to perfect that gift. Okay? Perfect it so that when you go further, he'll be able to connect you with the right people. He'll be able to to bring you before great men because you've been consistent. You've been faithful in the things that he's called you to do. So that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to be aware that your life is not just about going to work, coming home, going to church, coming home, or going to um, going to take your children to their um, sports or dance or or whatever it is your children are into, um, and back home, um, and then cook dinner, cook breakfast, cook lunch, whatever it is. Um, it's more than that. It's greater than that. Your life has so much um, profound purpose on it. There's a destiny that awaits you. And he wants to train us in the areas that he wants to use us in the most. He wants you to be a voice. He wants you, he wants to use you as his vessel, his instrument in his hand to make an impact on the world. If not on the world, on your state, on your nation. Amen. So we have to see ourselves as more than just somebody who is living day to day, who's, who's just striving to make it through, who's just trying to get things done and who's trying to, you know, keep everybody else, you know, in line. Cause we do as ladies and especially when we have children and we have grandchildren, we kind of get caught up in trying to make sure that they are what doing what they need to do. They doing what, what they um, need to do that they are staying the course. We, we really give our lives to dedicating to motivating them and, and disciplining them and, um, just keeping them on course, keeping them, um, encouraged to go on. But God wants you to see that he has something for you too. He wants to encourage you. He wants to get you moving into the things that he's called you to do. And I know a lot of you probably said, I don't have time. I got this to do that to do. Let me tell you. 10, 15 minutes with the Lord and doing what you have been created to do, destined to do, chosen to do, makes a huge difference. It's that good work that he's placed on the inside of you. It's what he's created you to do. It's what he sent you here on the earth to do. And he wants to perfect it. He wants to complete it. He wants you to complete the work. And he wants to complete it in you. Through you. So that when Jesus comes, we are completely empty. Of everything God placed in us to do here. I said, Lord, let me die empty. Empty of all the books you want me to write. Empty of every 
every word that you want me to speak, every song you want me to sing, whatever it is, whatever you want me to create, whatever business you've birthed on the inside of me, whatever um, charity that you want me to start, whatever church, any and everything that God has called you to do. Some of you are cooks. So every meal that you're supposed to prepare and every person that's supposed to um, eat your food, let it all be emptied out before the Lord and unto the people so that he will get the glory and the honor for all of it. See, it's all about his kingdom. So this complete, completing a good work, mostly has to do with building the kingdom. So whatever your kingdom assignment is, your kingdom assignment is great. And one thing that we have that is assigned to us is souls. There are souls assigned to us so that we can minister to their hearts and say, hey, I know you're going through this, but I know a savior who loves you. His name is Jesus. He wants to save you. He wants to fill you. He wants to heal you. He wants to deliver you from what holds you hostage. He wants to deliver you from addictions. He wants to deliver you and heal you from your past hurts and pains, from your present situation. So God wants to use us in ways that we never thought possible. But he wants us to know that he began it and he's going to finish it. He's going to finish it. See, we're not in this alone. The Holy Spirit has been given, has been um, engrafted into us, has been imparted to us, has been given as a beautiful gift from God, as a deposit. Amen? Like the word says, a deposit, an incorruptible gift. Amen? So God wants us to put our focus on the good works. The good works. Because there's so much fulfillment when you know that you are doing what God has told you to do. When you are making a difference in the lives of people, it is nothing like it. It's nothing like it. You feel and you sense the presence of God in it. It seems to flow easily for you. Even though sometimes we get a little nervous because we want to do our best for God and we want to represent him well. But God is pleased when we are doing the things that he's called us to do. He's pleased when we take the time to prepare for what he has called us to do. When he sees that we're obedient in the little things and he starts moving you into greater, into greater, into more, into deeper. Amen. God wants to talk to many of us in our prayer time. Sometimes we come before the Lord and we talk a lot and that's okay. You know, sometimes we got a lot to pour out to the Lord and the Lord wants us to always feel free and open to do that. 
But he also wants you to take the time to listen. I think the older I've gotten since my 20s, I more and more listen to God. I listen to him because I always want to be in alignment with what he's saying. Because if you listen to God close enough, you'll know what it is you're supposed to be doing and what it is you're not supposed to be doing. How you want to represent him to others, how you want to represent yourself to others. God will always pinpoint and show you in the word where he wants you to be, what he wants you to do. He also is going to always love on us and show us how much he loves us, how much he is so proud of us. Some of you are are being led and guided by God and none of us are perfect. We do miss the mark and the Lord still says, I'm proud of you. You are doing what I'm asking you to do. You are going where I want you to go. I'm proud of you. And then there's some that may be scared to step out in faith and do what the Lord is calling them to do. Or you feel like you just don't have the time. To you, God is saying there is so much on the other side of your obedience. There's so much. The time that you spend in doing the good works that he's called you to do, he's going to give that back to you in so many amazing ways. Ways So many, I can't even tell you how every time I'm obedient to God in something and it takes time, he always gives me something in return that I can't even, I mean, I can't even put into words. It's like being in his presence I get something deeper and something just more profound in his presence. Um, He comes to me and talks to me about more and more things because I've taken the time to be with him. I've taken the time to be obedient to his word. So the more we trust him, the more we spend time with him, the more we obey his commands, the more he trusts us with the more he'll pour himself out into you because he knows that you are going to do with it what he wants. Amen? It's those good works that changes the lives of people. See, when we say good works, we are are basically saying assignments. That's all it is. It's assignments that God has placed on you. It may be people that he assigned you to, to be a blessing to, to pray for, to speak into, sometimes to give warnings to, sometimes to bless with with, um, the things that you have, to give money to help, to dedicate your time in serving them, in serving the the charity, the ministry, or serving into some type of organization of some type. Those are gifts, or that is time 
that we are sowing into something and someone else and God gets the glory for that. That's when they turn and say, I thank God for you. I thank God for what you've done. That's what it's all about, everybody. It's those good works that God uses for his glory. God wants to put us on display before the people. He wants to use our gifts and our talents for the kingdom of God, to grow the kingdom, to build the kingdom. Amen? And so these good works that he's speaking of, these assignments, these these areas that he wants us to embark on, these are things that's going to help propel us into even greater. So that's why he wants to perfect it. That's why he wants to bring you before great men. That's why, because he wants to get the glory out of your life. Amen. I feel like God in this season, he has gotten the attention of a lot of people. And a lot of people are seeing that their life is not their own. I remember when I came to the conclusion that my life was not my own. And trust me, that was huge because I'm the type of person where I just want to do what I want to do. (laughs) And I'm sure many of you the same way. I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to be up under the instructions or whatever of anybody. I just want to live my life the way I want to live it. Okay. But when I started obeying God, when I started following his instructions, now I'm not saying I'm perfect now. There's certain things even now that I truly need to obey him with. There's some decisions that I still need to make. But I'm telling you right now, those things that I have submitted and committed to God, God was so faithful and so kind and in the the things that I submitted and committed to God, he turned around and blessed it. He multiplied it. He opened doors that I didn't even see. He allowed me to be open to spiritual truths that I never thought I could see or know. And it's because I was obedient. It's because I allowed God to lead and guide by his spirit. And that's what he's doing with most, a lot of you now. God is is giving you some things and it's much bigger than you. You're like, oh my gosh, I I don't know if I can do this, Lord. But just understand that he knew who he was choosing. He knew you're good, you're bad, the ugly. He knows all about us. He knows what, what, um, what we need work on. He knows what is always a struggle for us, but he also knows that he can turn those things around. Just like the lepers, when Jesus healed the lepers and he told them to go and show themselves to the priests, it was in their obedience in going that caused manifestation of their healing. 
So it's in us obeying God and doing what he's telling us to do that's going to bring deliverance and healing in those areas that cause us to do things that we may not be too proud of. Amen? And this is real. God knows what he's doing. He knows what it takes to position us and turn us into the vessel that he needs in this in these last days. He wants us to pay attention to him. That's why he's calling us to pray and fast. He wants our attention so that we can be effective so that we can stay relevant to what he needs done right now. Amen. So again, he who begun a good work in you shall complete it until the return of Christ Jesus. He's going to complete it. He's going to do it. That means that you don't have to depend on your flesh to complete this work. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit. That's why he is he's given us divine connections with people so that we will have all that we need to complete the assignments that he gives us. Amen. So that's all I'm feeling God is saying today. That's all I'm feeling and the thing is, listen. If you were not worth anything, why would God call you? If you if your mistakes were so great and so devastating, why would God have chosen you? Why would he have saved you? Why would he have died for you in the first place if he did not believe that you are valuable, that you that you were worth saving, that you were worthy in any shape, form, or fashion to carry this assignment that he has for your life. It is an honor and a privilege to be called by God. It is an honor and a privilege to know that he's placed gifts and talents on the inside of you to be used for his glory. He could have chosen anyone, but he chose you. He called you. So just keep in mind that though you're going through hard times for those who are, just know that it is working something within you. It's building perseverance. Hold on, we're going to go to that scripture because I'm I'm feeling that. And y'all, this is real time. So, (laughs) so... Um, I'm going in to find the scripture. Like I said, I didn't write anything down because the Lord did not want me to. So this is going to be. Okay. Here we are. It says, um, okay, let me give you the chapter and verse. Sorry. James. 1 verses 2 through mm, we're going to go 2 through 4 and it reads consider it nothing but joy 
my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials, be assured that the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance, leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. I'm reading this out of the Amplified Version. And let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. I'm going to read that same, the same area in the NIV version. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish his work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Do you notice the the word complete is in this too? Mature and what? Complete. Amen? So God wants to finish what he started in you. And he wants to perfect it. He wants us to be mature. He wants us to let perseverance build patience within us. He wants us to rely and trust in him so much so that we're willing to walk when we don't really know, when we're unsure of our steps, but we know God said, do it. I'm telling you, that's when God gets the glory. That's when God gets the most glory. Because we ourselves, our flesh did not order us to do this. We purely stepped out on what God said, and he did it. He exceeded our expectations. And that's what he wants to do. Sometimes he wants to use these things that we go through to show himself strong. Sometimes we don't see God for who he is and what he is to us while we're going through rosy times when everything is just going perfectly well and everything is flowing and everything's good. Sometimes it takes us going through some adversity, some trials, tribulations, some sickness, some pain, some hurt, some loss. And God will use those moments to show himself strong, to show himself mighty. Amen. So I'm encouraging you. Don't give up. Don't don't look at what you're going through as a death sentence or don't look at what you are going through as something that's going to take you under or something that you'll never be free from. Something that you'll always have to go through. Sometimes we can speak those things on ourselves and say, oh, I'm always going through this. This must be uh, this is, must be something that is just meant for me to go through. Uh-uh, don't ever come in agreement with that. Don't speak things on yourself because when you do that, you come into agreement with the enemy. And the enemy loves that. Oh, he loves it. <laughs> he loves when we come in agreement with him because then, and, and, Bible, and the Bible, the word, it works in the good and it can work in a bad way if we side with the enemy. 
It says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I will be in the midst. Or um, when two are in agreement, then I will be in the midst. That relates to prayer. But remember, when they were building the Tower of Babel, and God confused their language because he knew that if they come in agreement, then nothing can stop them. So we cannot come into agreement with what the enemy says because we will end up manifesting in our lives what we don't want. Amen? So with this being said, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the good work that he's calling you to do. Sometimes we put it on the shelf and we'll say, hey, I don't have time for that. I have my family to tend to. I have so many other things that I'm involved in and I I just don't have time to dedicate to that. I encourage you to go back to that good work that God has revealed to you and give some time to that. Spend some time in prayer with the Lord in the morning, at night, and say, God, what it, what it is what is it that you would like for me to do? Lord, what is it? How can I make this work in in what I all I have to do? Give me give me some clarity. Give me some some direction on how to do this. I don't want to be disobedient. I just don't have the time. And I just don't know when and how to do this. So Lord, give me some give me some direction. Give me wisdom so that I can carry this out the way you want me to. And God will do it. It's that good work that he's created you to do. And he is more than willing to tell you, show you how to do it. I thank you so much for spending this time with me today, everybody. And I pray that your heart is encouraged. God loves you. He loves you. And the good work that he has in store for you is going to bless you and your family and all of those who come in contact with you. Just trust him. Just trust him. Go through this. Stay on your knees in prayer. Ask God to give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in this situation that you're in. And I guarantee you, he will. Or if he does not right away, just ask the Lord to show you what it is that he's trying to teach you in this trial. Amen? So let's pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your word today. I thank you for encouraging your people. I thank you, Lord, that you are doing a great and mighty work in each and every one of us. I thank you, Lord, that you have, by your spirit, stirred the hearts of your people. Lord, I ask right now that you would release your glory. Release your anointing for healing and deliverance on your people. Lord, you know what they're going through. And I ask, God, that you would give them wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Lord, that you would touch that situation and turn it around for their good. Lord, whatever it is that you're trying to teach us and show us, Lord, I ask God that you would give us the heart to seek after you, 
even in the midst of it. I'm asking God that you would take the hurt out of the hurt and the pain out of the pain for those who are suffering with the loss of a loved one. Lord, I ask that you give them beauty for ashes and that you would strengthen them and that you would breathe the breath of life on each and every person listening. Lord God, I thank you that you are more than enough and that everything we need is found in you. Lord, give us a hunger and a thirst for you, for your word, for your presence, for your voice. Lord God, I ask right now that you would touch each and every person listening. In every area that there is need, I ask God that you meet that need according to your riches and glory. Where there is pain and hurt in the body and disease and sickness, I decree and declare that by the stripes of Jesus, they are already healed. Receive your healing. I thank you, God, that you are making the crooked path straight, that you are setting us on course to walk into the blessings of a lifetime and for us to be the blessing that everyone that we in contact, that we're in contact with needs. Lord, let your fire fall on this generation and use us as the vessels to light the flame. I pray this, God, right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you for releasing your glory upon the lives of these people. I glorify your name, God, and we thank you. We praise your holy name. Hallelujah, Jesus. Move by your spirit, God. Let your anointing run deep into the hearts and minds of your people. Touch, heal, and deliver, God, I pray. That is my heart's cry for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So I thank you so much for spending this time with me today. If you have prayer requests, feel free to email me. My email address is livingwatersflowingministry at gmail.com. That's livingwatersflowingministry at gmail.com. If you are a lady, woman of God, look up our Queens of God Facebook group on Facebook. And um, our particular group has a queen's, uh, queen's crown before Queens of God. I understand that there's another group called Queens of God, too. So ours has a crown before Queens of God. Amen. So until we speak again, may the living waters of God continue to flow in your life. Have a blessed week.